नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भगवद गीता ट्रांसलेशन एंड कॉमेंट्री बाहिर ಮಾಯಾಪ್ರಮಾಪ್ರಣಯೇನಿಹಾರಸನಭೋಜನು thinking of you as my friend i have rashly addressed you o krishna o yadava o my friend not knowing your glories please forgive whatever i may have done in madness or in love i have dishonored you many times jesting as we relaxed lay on the same bed or sat or ate together sometimes alone and sometimes in front of many friends o infallible one please excuse me for all these offenses purport although krishna is manifested before arjuna in his universal form arjuna remembers his friendly relationship with krishna and is therefore asking pardon and requesting krishna to excuse him for the many informal gestures which arise out of friendship he is admitting that formerly he did not know that krishna could assume such a universal form although krishna explained it as his intimate friend arjuna did not know how many times he may have dishonored krishna by addressing him o oh my friend o oh krishna o oh yadava etc without acknowledging his opulence but krishna is so kind and merciful that in spite of such opulence he played with arjuna as a friend such is the transcendental loving relationship between the devotee and the lord the relationship between the living entity and krishna is it is fixed eternally it cannot be forgotten as we can see from the behavior of arjuna Although Arjuna has seen the opulence of the universal form he cannot forget his friendly relationship with Krishna This 11th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita is atypical The first chapter and the 11th chapter are different <coughs> in many ways from the other chapters which are which largely consist of philosophical discussion concerning the position of the supreme personality of godhead that's there also in this chapter the 11th chapter but the particular feature of this chapter is that krishna herein displays his vishvarup his universal form what does that look like 
Arjuna had divine eyes, he could see it. We don't know. Thousands of faces and helmets and swords and arms and legs. Everything in the universe was seen by Arjuna at once. This verse is also different from any other verse. Actually, it's two verses together, but they're grouped as one verse. This statement, we can say, is different to any other of Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. It's, uh, and more than any other, it shows us the relationship that Arjuna had with Krishna. Arjuna knew that Krishna was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even before the battle began. Um, the, the priest of the Pandavas was Dhumya, who was a Vaishnava. It's not as the stupid mundane scholars, or just we can say mundane scholars, that they're stupid is obvious. They say that Vaishnavism has, it's, it's, it's like this uh, Darwinistic idea that social anthropology arisen from Darwinism, the, the, there, there were some chimpanzees which turned into human beings, then gradually they became religious and that was the biggest fault in the history of the human race, according to some. And then all different different cultures develop these ideas they have. And so Vaishnavism Vaishnavism was a some kind of religion and then Krishna was a what is it they say Krishna was a local folk god who got identified with the Vedic god Vishnu blah 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 and they get a PhD and go to hell with all this nonsense so uh, but from Mahabharata we find that Dhomya was a Vaishnava it wasn't that he was highly learned in Shastra, this was 5,000 years ago. And he was a Vaishnava, and the Pandavas were Vaishnavas. So they accepted Dhomya as their priest. They were directed to do so. There were Shaivas also in those days, worshippers of Lord Shiva. But Dhomya was a Vaishnava, and he narrated to them the glory of Krishna, that he is Vishnu, and many others also told the Panda they, they, in the forest they were there for 12 years the Pandavas and Yudhishthira especially his delight was calling the Rishis or so many Rishis and Brahmanas were traveling with them and they would t- tell them so many narrations from the Puranas and repeatedly they would hear Krishna this Krishna who is here present in the world he is actually Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Arjuna also, in his youth, uh, he went on a one-year pilgrimage, and went all the way up to the Himalayas and then down to the East Coast, and went all around India and came back, all in one year, walking. So, especially in the Himalayas, he would... Everywhere he would visit ashrams, and especially along the 
He went along the bank of the Yamuna, then the Ganga, like that. He went up to the Himalayas. So everywhere along the Ganga there are ashrams, and he would hear from the rishis. Krishna, he's present in the... He'd hear again and again. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. So he'd heard that many times. It wasn't new, but Krishna has his Lila Shakti, or Yoga Maya, illusory potency, by which Arjuna would lie on the bed with Krishna and joke with him. And he would be alone with Krishna. They're very relaxed and happy, very happy to be with each other. From the worldly view, they were, by which Krishna himself also forgets from the, the, his own potency, he also forgets he's the Supreme Lord. And in many ways he acts as might an ordinary person. Just like when the, the Vartavarana, Vartavarana forest, there was the fire, and it was presumed that the Pandavas were dead. So, but when they, they entered, a year later or so, dressed as brahmanas into the Swayamva arena of Draupadi, then Krishna, who was sitting with, he said, Hey, Balaram, that looks like the Pandavas. I think they're not Brahmins. They must be the Pandavas. You see, there's this. So they said, yeah, it must be the Because Draupadi, even before she was uh, born, she was destined to marry Arjuna. So Krishna, is, he, he was also apparently thinking that the Pandavas had died. So that's just one example. So due to the Leela Shakti, Krishna and Arjuna, they didn't think. They are Nara Narayana, who are the rishis, Nara Narayana, have descended into this world as Arjuna and Krishna. So they didn't think like that. They, Arjuna thought, I'm a Pandava prince, and Krishna thought, I'm a Yadava prince. And we're connected, family connection is there, and very close friends, very, so they could, they were in each other's company, they were totally relaxed, totally happy, and the kind of relationship that big people can have with each other, where they're just... Because big people, when they move, when I say big, I don't mean like physically big. They were physically big also, but it's just like if you see a big man of this world. You don't see big men of this world in Slovenia ever, I don't think, is it? I mean, it, the president of Slovenia, I mean, don't mind, but the whole country is about the size of a of a district in in India or something. And so, but if you see big people like now the, the, the Britain has a new prime I don't know why Britain is they consider it an important country they got nuclear weapons I guess that's one reason yeah and they they had uh, they still have influence in the world despite being such a well I guess they're friends with America anyway their prime minister he's a the Prime Minister of Britain will be an internationally known figure, whereas the President of Slovenia 
will not be. They might not even know him on the other side of the border. Like in Italy and Austria, most people probably never heard of his name, even, isn't it? Uh, so, such people, wherever they go, they are, everyone knows, big men and security and all this. So people know, big man, big man, important man. And yeah, they are, they have, you know, they can send more troops to Afghanistan to get their heads blown off and blow other people's heads off. And they have power. So such people, they can't be very relaxed with most people because they're big men and everyone's conscious of that when they're dealing with them. But then, when they're at home, uh, sorry, when, when they meet some other big man, maybe when the head of Britain meets the head of America, then they can relax. They're on the same level. Or one devotee told me, he used to, one of my godbrothers, he used to do as a business, uh, this, uh, he brought together businessmen and they, he arranged conferences for them. He was in Hong Kong and he arranged to bring conferences of all big men. So he said he had a friend who was a multi-billionaire from Switzerland. And they used to sit and chat and relax. And he said, I presume that that man presumed that I was also a multi-billionaire by the way he dealt with me because we were very relaxed and and Generally, people are not relaxed with a multi-billionaire unless they're in the same category themselves. Because even a millionaire, they also feel intimidated by such a big, rich man. But, my godbrother, he wasn't because he didn't really care about the money that much anyway. So, he wasn't intimidated by rich people. So like that, for, for a big rich man or a very powerful man, uh, it's difficult to find anyone you can really relax with. Everyone's on the, you know, they're very cautious what they say. They're very uh, conscious of the fact that the person they're dealing with is of a much higher status than themselves. So Krishna and Arjuna together, they were friends but they weren't friends in the way that you and I could be because they were big men, very big men of the world. And they couldn't, they couldn't have many friends in the way that ordinary people can because most people would treat them in a, in a very deferential way, very, uh, with much respect. So uh, they were on the same level. They were the same age and they were both fabled fighters. Uh, Krishna, of course, that uh, in the Nectar of Devotion, Prabhupada writes about Krishna that single-handedly he killed so many soldiers and not even a single soldier in his force was even slightly injured. And Prabhupada writes, this is unprecedented in the history of the world. So, Krishna was a great fighter, Arjuna was a great fighter, so they could relax together and they would discuss about swords and weapons and and hunting and all this kind of... And they'd joke together. 
very, we can imagine, very comfortable in each other's company. And very, very close. I mean, they're very, just genuinely pleased to be in each other's company whenever they could be, although due to political and social obligations they had to live separately most of the time. But they're very, they related with each other very nicely. Two Krishnas. Arjuna is also called Krishna because he's black. So one of uh, Krishna's names is Krishna Saka, the friend of Krishna. Because Arjuna is called Krishna. That comes in Bhagavatam. Kunti addresses him as Krishna Saka. Addresses Krishna as Krishna Saka. So Arjuna is uh, seeing, he saw, he knew Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's already stated that. We find that in the previous chapter, chapter 10. Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram, Paramam Bhavan, Purusham, Shashvatam Divyam, Adi Devam Ajam Vibhum. You, Krishna, are the Supreme Truth, the Supreme Abode the supremely pure person. Uh, you are the Pavitram uh, Bhavaha. You are the origin. No, Param Brahma Param. Pavitram Param. You are the supreme pure. You are the, the eternal person. Purusha, Shashwata. Eternal, transcendental person. You are the origin of all the demigods. You're unborn, you're all-powerful. So Arjuna knew that, but when he saw the universal form, it really brought it home to him. When he, when he said, param dhamma, param, param brahma, param dhamma, he didn't at that time say, this sakaiti matva prasabham. Prasabham means in a, a somewhat uh, rude or arrogant, how does Prabhupada say? Presumptuously. It's like overstepping your limits. If, if you're you're acting in above your station, just like any if Krishna and Arjuna were lying on the bed together and relaxing, but if some servant came in and thought he would also lie on the bed, that wouldn't be proper. That's not his station. That would be presumptuous. He was overstepping his station. He would be. So uh, Arjuna is now saying, "Oh." I was lying on the bed with you, talking with you, joking with you, laughing with you, sometimes insulting you. Friends, if you're good friends, you're sometimes, especially kshatriyas. Brahmanas might not do that, because then they'll be cursing each other and everything. But kshatriyas, they'll do that. Kshatriyas will do that. They'll, they'll say, say, one will come back from the fight and say, say, oh yeah, I really, I really, dealt with them in the other and say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this. So Arjuna was saying that by saying Yadava, he would sometimes say, hey, Yadava. Is it like some, some kind of joke because the Pandavas thought themselves superior to the Yadavas. They're just Yadavas. We are Pandavas. Some, feel, some feeling was there like that. So he'd sometimes go, oh, Yadav, like this. So now he's thinking, oh, I overstep, I overstep my, the, the proper 
boundaries of etiquette. He didn't think that when he praised Krishna. But now, what does it mean actually that to, to be the supreme truth? Krishna is displaying that to Arjuna at Arjuna's request. I wish to see that form by which you you are the universe. You told me so many times that you're the origin of the Mayadhakshena Prakriti. Yeah, I, by by me all the prakriti, all the material nature is going on, and then this Bhumirapa on the low value, this all these are my separated energies, earth, water, fire. Mayatatamidam sarvam jagadavyaktamurtina. This jagat is my unmanifested form. So, okay, why don't you show me? It's nice hearing about it, but pictures worth thousand words, right? So, let's see it. Let's see it. And then when he saw it, oh, 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 I made a mistake. But from the Gorya Vaishnava's perspective, now Arjuna, he never made a mistake, now he's making a mistake. This is his mistake of thinking that I was too bold with Krishna. For the Gauriya Vaishnavas, this is actually the most disappointing. There's nothing disappointing, but... Well, Arjuna was better off when he was lying on the bed and insulting Krishna. Than, and then when he was praising him, because Krishna enjoys that more. That uh, very intimate relationship. So, uh, of course, Bhagavad Gita is meant for establishing Krishna's supremacy. This is not... We don't find the word rasa in Bhagavad Gita used in the manner that it is from the very beginning of Bhagavatam. It's used just to mean the uh, the taste. Rasoha mapsu kauntaya. In that sense. But it's not used as in the... We don't find the word prema in Bhagavad Gita. Do you find that anywhere? Preeti we find. Bhava we find, but we don't find the word prema. You thinking? I, I can't think of any instance of the word prema in Bhagavad Gita. For that matter, it doesn't come up that much in Bhagavatam. Not as much as Gauriya's usually. Chaitanya Charitamrita is promoted more. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. But, uh, yeah, Bhagavad Gita is specifically to establish the supremacy of Krishna which means the subordination of the jiva. And those who accept that, the supremacy of Krishna, aham sarvasya prabhava matas sarvam pravatate iti matva bhajante maam buddha bhava samandita. Those who accept the supremacy of Krishna, then they worship Krishna. And then how, what is the, what is the, uh, Outcome of that worship, well, that that's taken up in the Bhagavatam. And Bhagavatam begins. Pibhata Bhagavata Rasam Alaya Muhuraho Rasika Bhuvi Bhavaka. Yeah. Okay, all you Rasiks and Bhavuks, all you uh, devotees who are in love with Krishna, come on, this is for you. This is Bhagavatam. Drink this nectar. In Bhagavad Gita, you got rasoham apsu. You got the name. The t- Krishna is the taste of water, but here you have the taste of Krishna's lotus feet, mixed with tulsi and mixed with all the the love of all his devotees. This is 
This is real nectar. Bhagavatamrita. This is a, uh, this is, uh, to be relished. Bhagavad Gita is to be understood. And of course, relished, but specifically, Bhagavatam then. Tadshinvatam rasagyanam swadu swadu pade pade. This tasting the nectar of the, the rasa of Krishna. The devotees, they aspired every step for that. But that is not here in Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna, we don't want him to faint out of ecstasy. Not the time for fainting in ecstasy. Or fainting for any reason. He has to get up. Utishta kaunte. Taktva utishta. Telling Arjuna, Arjuna's already fainted out of, practically out of grief. He dropped his bow. And he, he told, he made a vow, if anyone tells me to drop my bow, I'll kill them. He had dropped it himself. <laughs> so he's practically dead. Practically dead with grief. He's, a, he's, a, he's, having, he's having a nervous breakdown. He's an emotional wreck. So, it's, but Krishna wants him to stand up and fight. You ready to do what I say? Krishna says to Arjuna, then you ready? You're, all, you're, you're, you're such an idiot. You've got, you know, you're incomplete. Just talking all this nonsense. Is your illusion dispelled? Yes. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Get up. Let's go. Time for fight. You know, no more of this. Uh, so bhav and prem and all that. All right. But Arjuna's bhav and prem was shooting arrows, killing so many people. Hundreds and thousands. And Krishna is very happy. Very good. That's this is what I wanted you to do. <laughs> so Arjuna's preem is expressed in that way. But uh, yeah, Bhagavad Gita is to establish Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead. So uh, Prabhupada elsewhere in this chapter comments that Arjuna by or maybe it's not in this chapter, elsewhere, he comments that Arjuna, by apologizing to Krishna, he actually, his standard of devotion came down. That as long as he was thinking, Krishna is my friend, he's insultable by me. Of course, he didn't consciously think like that. Because in friendship, that relationship is a very intimate relationship. Uh, as long as he was thinking like that, that's more pleasing to Krishna. But as soon as he thought, oh, Krishna, he's so great, then his, uh, his hesitation in dealing with Krishna and apologizing to Krishna for his offense, which is not an offense. If anyone who is not a devotee of Krishna insults Krishna, then he goes to hell. But for Arjuna to insult in jest, that's very pleasing to Krishna. So Arjuna is uh, his devotion to Krishna is mixed with knowledge of Krishna's opulence as the supreme personality of Godhead. Uh, that doesn't overwhelm his relationship as it is in Vaikuntha. There's the the, the stai bhav, you can say, or the the overwhelming emotion of, of ah, here is the supreme Lord. And in Dwaraka, that's mixed, and it's different according to different devotees. But everyone knows 
he's he's our head of our he's the protector of Dwarka, he's uh, our very beautiful Dwarka Dish, but he's also the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We're very fortunate to live with him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They're all very much aware of that. Uh, in Vrindavan, it's different altogether. They don't know, or even if they do know, they, it doesn't make any difference to them. Because as far as they're concerned, he's, you know, he's, he's our Popa. Yashoda also had a vision of the universal form of Krishna within his mouth. And then she's thinking, oh, you see, he must be the Supreme Lord, and I'm his, I'm thinking I'm his mother. And Nanda's my fa- my uh, husband, and this is all illusion, and this and that. And Krishna thought, this is terrible. I don't want my mother to think I'm God. So then he wanted to drink her breast milk. And then she forgot it all completely, and never thought of it ever again. <laughs> because that her maternal love for Krishna totally overpowered any thought that he could be the Supreme Lord. In Vrindavan, they also know that Krishna showed them the vision. They also know he's the Supreme Lord. He showed them the vision of the spiritual world. That's there, right? Showed them all. Yes, you're all going to go there. I thought, oh, that's nice. Okay, well, we have to get up early tomorrow morning to uh, cook again. Krishna eats a big meal before he goes out. So, okay, put him to bed. He has to sleep. He's been out with the cows all day. So put him to bed and let him sleep nicely. And he just showed them the vision of Vaikuntha and they, they come home and they already forgot it all. So here in Bhagavad Gita we get some insight, just a little insight into the, uh, the intimate feelings of the devotees for Krishna, which is really the subject to be considered. Atato Brahma Jignasa, in the human form of life, we should inquire into the nature of spiritual reality. So, all right, when that's done, then the next thing is Pivata Bhagavata Rasamalayam, then drink the rasa, then it should be Atato Rasa Jignasa. We should inquire into. All right, the Supreme Lord. All right, so we accept him, we worship him. Then, what's next? Is he so distant that we, as in Islam, they say that he's so great you can't know him. But we want to know him. He's he's our supreme well wisher, and we can know him. Personally, just like Arjun was alone, he says here, "I was al- so many times I was alone with you. What a privilege! How many people are going to get that privilege to be alone with Krishna? You can be. That's possible. Alone or with many, and intimately connected with Krishna. So this uh, is the special." Uh, gift of Vaishnav theology. God is great, but what is his greatness? His greatness is not his greatness, but that he uh, has, 
His love is more than his greatness. He, he takes away his greatness so that he can love. That's his real greatness. Hare Krishna. I won't speak any more now. All glory is to Krishna and Krishna. <laughs> Krishna and Arjuna. Any question about this? Yeah. Is it possible for us ordinary jivas to become Arjuna? No, you can't become Arjuna. Yeah, we can. But we're not going to become the Pandavas or Mother Yashoda. We can get a similar position. Just like in Vrindavan, there are so many... Uh, Gopis on the, the age of Yashoda. They're not going to become Yashoda. You, you, don't even bother thinking about it. You're not going to become Yashoda. You're not going to march into Vrindavan and kick out Mother Yashoda and say, hey, now I'm Mother Yashoda. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but you can become uh, a gopi on this age of Mother Yashoda in the Leela. And Krishna will come and steal your butter and pinch your children and make them cry. And then uh, in Govardhan Lila, the, uh, the the boys of the gopis, Krishna becomes them all. So you can directly feed from your breast, which you don't have now. Transcendental breast, transcendental milk for transcendental Krishna. That is possible. Or we can become... Even better thinking that I, I will become Arjuna, you can become the servant of Arjuna. Servant, an intimate servant, he'll also, when Krishna and, and Arjuna are joking, the intimate, the one who's an intimate servant of Arjuna will come in, an intimate servant, you won't even notice him. Sometimes people say, oh my guru, he doesn't notice me. If he doesn't notice you, that, for an intimate servant, that's, that's the sign of intimacy. That you walk in the room and he doesn't even notice you because he's so used to seeing you. So an intimate servant, you'll walk in the room and maybe, I don't know, adjust the shutters or something like that. And he won't even notice. And Krishna and Arjuna will be joking with each other in a way they won't do in public. And you'll be privy to that. That's possible. Or you can become a servant of that servant and he'll come out and tell you. You see, I was with Krishna Arjuna. Don't tell anyone. I was with them and Krishna was making fun of Arjuna. And Arjuna, I, I think he, Arjuna really caught Krishna this time. He really uh, out-joked him this time. And you'll be hearing about it like this. Just like Govinda is the servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He had so many assistants. Ramayanandai. They're the assistants of Govinda in all the household duties, you can say. Bringing water, cleaning up, bringing prasadam, serving, all these things. That was Govinda's job, so he did that in Puri. 